Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Uh, so yeah, welcome to Monsters University. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, for tonight's game, there are going to be some content warnings. If you are under the age of 18, this is not the place for you. We're going to get weird. We're going to talk about horny stuff. So don't come around if you're young. Um, here's the content warnings. Romance, intrigue, murder of humans, of monsters, sexy monsters, body horror, charming, mesmerizing, mind powers, drugs and alcohol, all the fun stuff. And today I am playing with the illustrious Dominique Delirium. Woo! <laughs> Div Bugs. Woo! <laughs> Ricky XXX Rails. Ooh. Violet October. And Cassie Cummings. Thank you so much for playing my dorky monsters game and for coming to watch. And I'm nervous and I hope this all goes well. So let's get right into this. You all begin in your dorm rooms. That's the dorm room right there. <laughs> and you hear banging on the doors. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Everybody comes out into the student lounge. Get up, get up. Jimmy, I know you're in there. <coughs> I sl I'm sliding, I'm sliding. Five more minutes. You all open your doors and you see Megara outside. Megara is always flanked by their two taller and more ominous siblings, Alekta and Tsefo. They loom behind her and they follow her lead. Megara ran for student body president but lost to Chaz and now she serves as treasurer. She's often in potionomics asking for tutoring or in the student government office working. But right now, she's banging on all of your bedroom doors. Hmm. First, she comes to Bender's room. Ugh, it stinks over here. Bender, get up. Bender just howls at the door. She's up. Come on, we have a problem. Clawing at the door and it opens. What? Okay, what does Megara see when she opens the door? Uh, in the storm room, there are clothes, jewelry, hydrangea clippings everywhere. Uh, Bender's textbooks and school supplies are strewn about. Uh, the room looks like it was never really in a state of repair to begin with. Uh, it's a hovel and always has been. Uh, the dead don't care, but anybody who can breathe never seems to want to hang around for long. And the smell is rumored to be strong enough that students avoid the hall entirely. Ew, Bender, you live like this? Seriously. I'm not living, but what do you want? Meet us in the student lounge. We have a problem, and I need everyone there. She shuffles past. 
Okay, Megara goes, bangs on the next door. It's Evelyn. What do you want? Meeting in the student lounge, we have a serious problem and like I need everyone's help. Fine, fine. I'm coming, I'm coming. And then I lang languishly get out of bed and stretch for a second and then go to my door and open it. Megara is just about to bang on it when you open it and she almost falls in. <laughs> um, I grab her shoulder and set her up straight. Wow, I've never been in your room before. What does she see? So she sees glow stars all over the ceiling. There's thin light blue curtains that let light in and the, over the window and the bed sheets have like a celestial theme. The closet is filled with like all my simple shirts and dresses and pants and stuff and tons of duplicates in case I rip them off during change. And my desk has several stacks of books along with all my textbooks and notebooks neatly stacked up on top of them. Wow, what a room. Megara like reaches out and touches one of your long black dresses, which looks a lot like what she's wearing. This one's nice. It is nice and I have to swipe her hand away. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, okay, meet us in the lounge. I'm gonna wake everyone else up. Fine. Okay, Megara moves to the next room. It is Kimmy. Uh, the door swings open. And uh, as it happens, the foggy mist blanketing the floor kind of rolls out. The room's completely dark inside, and a uh, gelatinous cube with a hoodie kind of draped over it. It looks like maybe it's wearing it. That's Kimmy. Kimmy rolls up, uh, just sliding along the floor, <laughs> and kind of bends back to look up at Megra. All right, are you awake? You just don't look like usual. I was, I was, I was out late last night, and you know, my I just feel a little unbalanced right now. <laughs> okay, well, come as your cube self. I'll see you in the lounge, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll jiggle, go back into my completely dark, moist room. It's so wet in here. It's like at least three humidifiers running. Ew. Okay, I'm leaving now before I ruin my hair. Megara moves to the next room. It's Lily. Please. What? It's just like five more minutes. Like, I'm so tired. I was up all night. Lily, oh my god, we need you now. This is the kind of problem that you're supposed to be solving. Okay, fine. Open the door. What, what does your room look like? I have, I've tried to make this like drab room as pretty as possible, work with what I can. I have pink curtains tied back with red ribbons, uh, baby pink satin bed sheets and heart-shaped pillows on the bed. My desk is covered in books and poetry and little pink flowers, potions that I'm working on in class, a little pink typewriter, and as I open the door, I'm trying to frantically cover up the photo of the English professor I have on my wall. What? Is that you Professor Ayard? Yeah, but like, don't tell anyone. Oh my god, Lily. Everyone knows anyway. You're not like subtle. He's so hot. 
Yeah, tell that to the rest of the school. We've all tried. I get oh, it. Better than me? Okay. Well, I'll see you in the lounge. Megara turns around and like does a little swirl. So her dress like flips around on you <laughs> and her two spooky siblings follow her out of the room. And here she comes to the final room in the hall. Chasworth. Megira, is that you? Chasworth, you know I don't want to be doing this. I wouldn't if I didn't have to. If you have something to ring up to the uh, student president, you can use the proper channels and just send an email. Chasworth, get out here. All right, fine. I'm coming. He opens the door. What does Chaz's room look like? Uh, Chaz's room is a very orderly mess of different piles that look like they belong to different students. Like there's a band pile of like stuff and there's like uh, a tennis one, a uh, science lab kind of like section and like a writing desk. And um, there's a small picture of the ocean on his desk and that's about it. Megara does not even look at your room. She looks like she does not want to be here. She's like determinedly staring at her nails. Chasworth, there's a problem, and this pains me to say it, but I think you should be the person handling it. Are you saying it's a presidential problem? Don't make me say it. I'll see you in the lounge. Always a pleasure, Megira. <sighs> Whatever. And she turns around and walks back to the lounge. Okay, you should all be here. So as you all come together, let me tell you what the lounge is like. It is a big brick breezy room with huge windows along one side. And there's a large fireplace, but it's always out and somehow impossible to keep lit. It is freezing in here. Everyone is pulling an extra sweater on as they come into the lounge. Um, and there's a box of hand-knit mittens and scarves right by the fireplace that any of you can grab if you want. It says, stay warm, Anne. You all know, Anne is the janitor here. Near the fire, there's a big cozy armchair with an ashtray filled to the brim next to it, and it's on the more modern side of campus. So this doesn't look nearly as run down as the student dorms that you all just came from. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna Everyone... grab a blanket and pop it over myself. Don't want to freeze, you know. <clears throat> um, Bender, you come in and sit in the big armchair, which looks made for you. And uh, Megara comes in and she gets up on a chair and she says, "Everyone, is this everyone?" Yeah. Oh, so okay. okay, so we have a serious problem. You know, the orgy that's supposed to be planned next week has not had anything done on it. And I went to the RA's office to complain about it and they're gone. None of the RAs are here. Okay, but like the orgy's still happening, right? Like, No one's done any work on it. Who's gonna bring the charcuterie? Who's gonna bring the lubricant? You know, like these are important things that need to get done. And Chasworth, I don't see you picking up the slack. Well, that's kind of what my whole uh, staff is supposed to be for. Mm -hmm. How long have they been gone? Listen, I don't know. Everyone got back from spring break or uh, Christmas break, what, yesterday? And no one has seen Marie or Felixia, or for that matter, Lord Gravalt. They don't have, like, minions to do their work when they're not here? Look, 
I don't solve their problems. Do they have to check in to the NRA? Is there like a check-in sheet you could check to see if like they ever came? Well, they're supposed to be checking you in with the little sheets. I don't know. I'm not an RA. I don't have that kind of access. Hmm. Yeah, Chaz, you're, you're the leader around here. You should go find them. Hmm. Maybe you're right. Maybe uh, this is something uh, a president should do, you know, be seen out there solving this and that. I mean, I'm sure someone on campus has seen them. You all have heard the rumor, though, right? Yeah, no, what rumor? Which rumor? Yeah, this yeah, is so many. Uh, well, as you all know, Marie and Felixia have been dating for, what, five, 500 years? Something like that. I don't know. But Lord Brevald has recently joined in. Like a throuple? I guess. I don't know. They, like, pity adopted him. He's all bones anyway. I don't know why anyone would want that. <laughs> I got a few ideas what you could do with bones. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> Not if hey. you do it right. Hey. Do we have a list of what needs to... Wait. Are you volunteering for something, Lily? Only if I have to. I don't want the orgy to not happen, but also, where does the throuple come in? I know, right? Let's get back to that. That's the important bit right now. Okay, okay. Here's everything I know, but you can't tell anyone, all right? This is between you and me and everyone in this room, okay? Come on, I need you to promise. Oh, my God. All right, I promise. We promise. Okay, so the rumor is they were seen doing some sort of weird game around campus, like, running around chasing each other or something? Or like, I don't know, maybe Lord Gravalt didn't know. Wait, so it's what not game? a purple? Well, they were, they were chasing him around? Yeah. Like they were playing tag? I don't know, I heard it from Anna. Who plays tag? It's, it's a child's game. Yeah, it sounded kind of lame to me, but like, I don't know. I guess you could ask her more about what's going on. And then I heard something from Ishtal too. I guess Ishtal saw them, or maybe heard them. I can't remember exactly. Or was spying on them. <laughs> well, you know how Ishtal is, always finding some weird, creepy alcove and just standing there completely still. Weird. Oh, God, it's weird. Like, how can you be that still all the time? There's, there's no, there's no vibrations. <laughs> Yeah, Kimmy, you'd know all about those. She like pokes you and you jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Hey, lab check. So anyway, I'm not asking you all to plan the orgy. I know that's a lot of work and maybe something you're not up to, but Ishtal, Anne, and I heard Wade say something, but I don't know. I don't take anything Wade says as a fact, so. Well, I don't see why not. He's perfectly sentient. Uh, sentient and out of his mind. You know, he's always on that weird stuff. Maybe he's just a little too deep for you. Uh, sure, go ask him then. <laughs> it's not my problem anymore. I did what I needed to do. I woke you all up. I told Mr. President over here what the problem is. And now I'm going back to bed. Well, thanks for your help. Wait, but... wait. 
so you're saying that Marie and Felicia and Wade and Nick are the last people to see any of the RNs? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's what's up. Felixia and Marie are the two who are dating. Those are the RAs who are missing. Lord Gravalt, the new guy, the bone guy, you know, also missing. And no one has seen any of them since last week sometime. Nobody thinks that's so, weird. Oh, it's super weird. But more importantly, we have to find them so they can plan the orgy. Because I only want to do any work if I have to. Exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. So, listen, you all find them, they do their jobs, and then everything goes back to normal here, and no one is breathing down my neck. The way you breathe down ours to wake us up today. Yeah, okay, listen, I'm the treasurer and no one has asked me for any money for the orgy yet, so I just know it's going to be lame unless I do something about it. So here I am doing something. We can't have a lame orgy, so. Well, anybody have their phone number? Yeah, so, so, like, called them? so like, you're going to call a, a mystery ink or like, what's going on? Megara is gonna whip her little dress backwards out of the room and her and her creepy siblings are gonna walk right out. Um, Chasworth, you do have Wade's number. And um, Evelyn, you also have Ishtal's number. Hmm. Well, I do have Wade's number. I could give him a ring real fast. The orgy depends on it, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, here I go. And he pulls out his little phone, and it's, uh, you know, it's a very fancy one. Okay. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Bring, bring. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Hey, uh, what are you calling me for? Hey, Wayne. Um, just looking out for the new RAs are missing. You, you haven't seen Felixia or, or Lord Gravolt around anywhere, have you? Hey, I'm underwater. Uh, come to the garden. I'll meet you. What? It was like you're you're breaking up. Are you saying you're underwater? Underwater. Underwater. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hang up the phone. Uh, I think Wade was saying he did see them, um, but he was kind of breaking up there. I think he might have been swimming. Uh, we need to go to the garden if you want to go get some information from him. Yeah, I'll come with you. I'm down for a shamble. <laughs> Why not? Get some fresh air. I figure we're up anyways now. All right, let's go save the RAs and <laughs> get our <laughs> orgy back. Okay, so as you all shamble out of the student lounge, I realize we really didn't do a character description. We saw your rooms and we met each of you. But as you walk out, uh, please tell us who your characters are and what they look like. Chasworth, you can start. Um, Chasworth is a tall, um, like Frankenstein-ish kind of monster. His face is like a patchwork or puzzle piece kind of of different body parts. He's got one arm that's slightly larger, uh, his right, and, um, he wears preppy, usually like tennis clothes or boating clothes kinds of things. Right now he's in a, in a tennis outfit. Okay, Lily, you move next out of the room. Like five three high, curly red hair, 
um, my horns. They're red and sparkly. All pink, everything. Pink makeup, pink clothes, uh, sparkly red pants, cute pink crop top, little heart right here. Show off the fucking goods. Like, how we work. Hair's a little messy because we didn't have any time to get ready. It's so cute and curly. I love it. Okay, Kimmy, how do you look? Kimmy is uh, sliding along the ground next to her best friend, Lily Bat. Uh, Kim, Kimmy Puddin' Pop is a gelatinous cube, translucent green, uh, very kind of slimy to look at. Um, touching her is not so bad. You're not going to dissolve her or anything. You know, she's got to want to dissolve you, so it's not so bad. But... Um, you know, it's a cube, but she can occasionally pop out limbs or take a humanoid form for a, for a short period if she, if she so chooses. But there's a, like I said before, just a really large hoodie draped over the top. One of the corners is sticking out through the neck hole. <laughs> the arms, it's kind of dangling along the sides. Useless at the moment. I love it. Do you leave a little slime trail? A, a very small one. It seems to, like, uh, kind of evaporate or... or uh, disappear after a short second okay evelyn what you look like um i'm pretty unassuming because i look like a human in my human form but um i'm about five foot seven and i have long dark hair um i'm gonna go with black long black hair whatever uh no bangs and i'm just wearing like black pants black shirt black hoodie black boots i'm just kind of like sauntering along or whatever Okay, we'll find out about your other form later. Bender, what do you look like as you shamble out? Uh, she is a zombie shambling along in casual wear. Uh, she's wearing a denim jacket covered in pins. Uh, and bits of hydrangea are kind of just sticking out of her hair and clothes. Uh, she's got mismatched socks, gloves, and her clothes are in a state of disrepair as if they've been rotting along with her. Okay. It takes you all about five minutes of walking and you all move to the garden, which is in a beautiful greenhouse. <clears throat> okay, and as you approach, you see swimming up from the deep, deep depths, Wade. Mm. Okay, and you can see Wade's skin is studded with like warm red and orange scaling. Patches on his neck and his forearms also have gill slits left visible by his little low cut tank top, which reads, save the fish. His jeans have patches of dirt and grass stains and his like little Birkenstock sandals show webbed yellow toes. And his long blonde hair is up in a messy bun. Mm -hmm. And he like does a little flick coming out of the water dramatically. Mm. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> oh hey it's Chaz you called me what's up hmm. Ooh, I never get tired of seeing you uh, hop out of the water like that <laughs> <laughs> he like uh, pushes his little muscular torso up and puts his arms on the edge of the water <laughs> so what can I uh, do for you well you know we're just keeping it cash today just stopping by uh... I think we're looking for two of the RAs. Uh, you haven't seen them or that new Lord Gravolti around anywhere, have you? 
Ooh, Lord Gravalda, eh? You leaving me for money? <laughs> well, never, you know, I never put uh, stock in that. It's got money. Wade, Wade gives a little nice fin wave from his back fins to the rest of you. Hey, yeah, come on in. You know, it's uh, comfy warm in here. Yeah, it is. This feels really nice. Little sticks get picked up into the bottom of the gelatinous cube and deposit on the backside as, as I slide through the uh, undergrowth. <laughs> Wade gives Bender a little wink and is like, oh, and uh, maybe you should uh, stay for a minute after uh, the new deposits are in and they're uh, potent. Oh, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> this other thing first, though. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So... <clears throat> I was uh, around town, you know, I, I never leave. I don't want my plants to die. And I uh, must have been January 1st in the morning. I was in my garden and I looked out the window and I saw Lord Gravalt. That must have been the last time I saw him. Hey, what was he doing now? Well, uh, he looked like he was uh, taking down a poster or something like that. And uh, I don't know. I, I didn't think anything of it, but then I looked behind him, and there were these two hooded figures following. Big, you know, hoods over their heads. Uh, I couldn't see any of their faces or anything like that. I mean, do you think it was probably Felixia and Marie? Felixia and Marie? I don't know. I didn't yeah. see any hoofs coming out of the bottom. Hmm. You all know Felixia is a satyr with big, long, hoofed feet. Did you watch them come up to him or anything? Oh, well, no. Uh, I was, uh, you know, uh, enjoying my product. It was a fine morning. No one was here on campus. So I uh, laid back down in my pool and I uh, relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I was having a good time. You sure you saw what you saw? Ah, Chasworth, do you not believe me? My own eyes showed me. <laughs> At least I'm for a lion. I'm pretty sure it was the morning of the first. That's the day that I was here. Hmm. He said he's taking down a poster. Taking one down, putting the new one up. Uh, you know the orgy announcement. I mean, wrestling party. Hmm. Just say performance, because that's it's more important than wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah, the performance. Uh, most of us leave before that, uh, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure that's nice too. <laughs> that's rude, Wade. That's Wade. No, that's rude. Okay, uh, this year I'll make sure to stay. Uh, I wouldn't want, uh, you know, old P. Jared getting upset. Listen, uh, don't tell him I said that. I think he's a nice guy, you know. I just, uh, you know, the performance, it's, it's not for me. It has been getting pretty experimental, I would say. It's art. The one-man show, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough to get it. <laughs> Look, how many hours do you have? I can explain all of it. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. you come try my product and uh, we'll have a little chat about it. Okay. 
So you all know that the school schedule was December 21st. You all left campus and you all were expected to be back on January 3rd, which is today. He was, they were here on the first and that was the last time they were seen. With two hooded cloaked figures. Two tall, imposing, hooded, cloaked figures following them. Listen, uh, I'm not sure what else is happening, but if you need somebody who was here on campus, I could tell you who was around uh, during the break. That would be helpful. Okay, uh, let's see. Professor Julian uh, Ayad never leaves, right? Uh, Professor Gruntilda Freaker, she was around, but uh, good luck getting her to talk to you. And then uh, let's see, who else, who else, who else? Sarah, of course, who never leaves. Uh, I didn't see P. Jared around, uh, but I did see Ishtal, uh, maybe up on the top of the cathedral. And of course, Jet is always here. So Ishtal probably had a pretty good view from the top of the cathedral, right? Oh, well, you know, Ishtal is always watching over us all. Mm. Wade is going to turn around and look up at the side of the cathedral. Ishtal is not there right now. There is, I guess I should describe this, in the middle of campus, there's a giant brick building, which is like kind of an old crumbling cathedral, and none of the students are allowed in, but Ishtal breaks out all the time. Hmm. So out or breaks in? Breaks in. Oh, okay. And also out, I guess. <laughs> He's the gargoyle. He's allowed to. <laughs> okay. Um... <clears throat> We've been playing for about a half an hour. Uh, how do you all feel about a quick two or three minute break? Sounds good. Okay. Ricky, can you pull us to the pause screen for a second? Okay, welcome back to Monsters University, everybody. Uh, we were in the middle of figuring out the mystery of where the two missing resident assistants, RAs, went. The first of the RAs who is missing is Marie Drusilla, who you can see here. Marie is the freshman resident assistant, and her dorm is the largest on the floor. She can often be heard playing her bass guitar in the indoor theater or outside near the amphitheater, or found in the cafeteria sucking down some O negative. She's a vampire. She's well-loved by all the freshmen, known to be very chill and a good resource for help. And the other RA is Felixia Zyvis. Uh, Felixia's goat-like legs are often found propped comfortably on a chair in the cafeteria or outside by the amphitheater watching sports practice. They're a hedonist and often unwilling to do anything unless it pleases him or sounds like fun. And you know why Felixia got assigned the duty of scheduling the orgy. They have gone missing over winter break along with one other student who is named Lord Gravalt Nindar. 
Lord Gravalt is an aristocratic undead, his bones maintaining straight, prim posture even after death. He spends his time in the student lounge studying when he's not in the reanimation lab testing out theories. Okay, so Wade leans over to you and he looks at your notes and he says, so uh, what have you found out so far then? How's the mystery going? <clears throat> we, we did hear that they were all um, bumping uglies. Oh, uh, yeah. That's been going for, uh, oh, three, four weeks now? That was a before Christmas event. Oh, well, I'm new to that. <laughs> You're all uh, late on the gossip, eh? <laughs> These three are. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did they go on Was there anyone? Vacation? I suppose uh, they could have done that. I don't know. None of them would have told me uh, if they did. Hmm. Was anyone upset that they were together? Um, I think a lot of people were uh, hoping to have a chance at Lord Gravalt. Uh, he's always wearing those fancy, shiny rings. Well, we all know how fast Felixia moves when she's trying to jump a bone. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I just don't see it. There's no meat to it. He sees nothing but bones. <laughs> nothing but bones. Uh, did you see the ring, though? It had those little, uh, little triangle Masonic symbol on it. That means big to money. Oh, when Chaz hears this, he's going to look over at, at Evelyn. Do you know Are something? Are you looking at me? What, 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 what was that? What was that little look? What was that? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Just, um, I mean, I heard you might have some connections or maybe some knowledge with the, the lodge, so to speak. Lodge. No, I mean, I just uh, heard, you know, that like maybe you have those brothers, right? Wavelings over. Yes. Oh, wow, yeah. I heard this too, and uh, I was a curious. Yeah, I mean, aren't they affiliated with the lodge? Don't they make things disappear for them or something like that or other? You think my brothers make things disappear just because they're in construction? I mean, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's what I heard. And then I heard this thing. I thought there might be a connection there. I don't think that they would know anything about it. Hmm. Oh, uh, you mean they don't have to work for the lodge? Not that I know of. Evelyn, you would know. Uh, they find this rumor to be very offensive. No, they do not work for the lodge. Oh, well, my apologies. <laughs> They're good, hardworking men, okay? Oh, well, I'm sure. They did great work on my pool down here. Like, Evelyn, they can't get in the way of our orgy, though. If, if, they, if we need to talk to them, we should go talk to them. No shame in, in being a construction worker. You know, people build stuff all the time. Oh, now that, now that I'm thinking about it, Wade is like, 
I saw your other brother too, uh, the one that's on campus, David. He was here uh, over the break. Really? I didn't hear anything about his architectural scholarship or anything needing to be here. Oh, uh, I don't know if it was for work or anything. I just saw him in the library getting a few books. Maybe the ones he doesn't uh, want everyone to know he reads. Maybe I'll text him. Yeah, okay. Why don't you do that? Hey, Bender, come talk to me over here. Yeah. Bender just shambles over eagerly. Wade shows you this, like, beautiful, tall hydrangea plant with, like, a leaf that is just, like, perfectly ripe and ready for picking. Hey, uh, I saved this one just for you. Oh, thank you. You, you know the girl will love this. Of course, of course. Uh, well, it keeps Sarah happy around here, you know. Palm some uh, money. Wade gives you a very cool and practiced little money handshake. He's got uh, webbed fingers. She tucks the uh, the leaves into her hair a bit. Wade like sneaks a, st- a sly look over at Chasworth. How does he feel about this? Um, I think he's fine with it, doing, you know, being industrious. Okay. Wade, like, grabs the leaf, and then he comes up out of the pool. He flips his flipper a few times, and then suddenly it's feet. And uh, he has little board shorts on. Um, they're all, like, dripping wet and very tight. <laughs> Looking wet. His nice. jaw drop. Wade, uh, like, pulls his hair out of the bun and, like, flicks it around. And you can see the, like, water droplets hitting everybody, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Oh, my God. Am I melting? Ooh. (laughs) All right. I'm off to the cafeteria after that swim. I've uh, worked up an appetite. I'll say you did. Mm. (laughs) I'll uh, see you later. Lock up the greenhouse when you leave. Eh, good to see you as always. Okay, as Wade puts his feet into his little Birkenstocks and squelch, squelch, squelches out of the room, uh, what are you all doing? What's the plan? Hmm. I'm going to text David. Okay, you send a little text to David. Beep, 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 beep. What does it say? Um, I hear that you were in the library over break. Scandalous. Okay, it takes a few minutes to get a response. So in the meantime, what are you all doing? I would like to try and recreate the view that he would have had of mm-hmm. where uh, Lord uh, Gribault was pulling down the poster. Okay, so you move over to the window and uh, let's do a flight roll. This is, uh, for everyone who is new to this uh, fancy game, you have three stats, and they are fight, flight, and flirt. And it's basically uh, like a physical, a mental, and a flirtatious. I did real bad. I got a four. Okay, both of you rolled fours. Is there anyone else who would like to help out in this reconstruction? Uh, You would need four people total to do a full reconstruction of all of the positions. Yeah, I'll say Chaz is going to leave out of the greenhouse and um, try and go walking to, like, where he was and try and help, you know, look down where it is. 
Okay, roll me a flight also. Chaz rolled a 22. Okay. <clears throat> so Chaz moves out either. into position and you lock eyes on the poster announcing the orgy. And you walk right up to it and you do a little like miming, taking it down and putting one up. And inside the greenhouse, Kimmy and Bender are like both at the spot that would be uh, trying to look out that Wade was in. And the two of you trying to get your heads in the same spot. Like, oh, hang on, wait, I can't see anything. Okay. Um, is anyone going to uh, recreate the places where the hooded figures were supposedly? I'm trying to figure out exactly the command because you said it was flight, right? Yes. So and if you open up your character sheet and just click flight, it should auto roll it for you. Well, I just click it. Okay, cool. I was trying to figure out like the slash command. Awesome. Walk a 23. Uh, pretend to be a hooded uh, figure. Okay. Uh, would you roll me a flight also, please, Evelyn? Yes. I'm imagining that Bender's head squishes a little bit into Kimmy's <laughs> tube. <laughs> just pulling bits of flesh out. Yeah, yeah. Just getting stuck a little bit. Vision turns green for a moment. Okay, so as the two of you are working that out inside, outside, Lily is practiced at the art of murder and is stalking this person. <laughs> uh, Chaz, you don't actually see Lily following you as um, Lily follows the path that Wade had pointed out and like hides behind a trash can and hides behind a light post. And Chaz, you don't see her at all. Um, Evelyn, you are not quite as good at this. And you try and hide behind a tree that is half your size. And Chasworth turns around and spots you immediately. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, this is the spot, right? And this is where they were? You point over to Evelyn. But I mean, if you can see me, would he been able to see them? I would think so. I mean, do you think this could have all been like a game thing? Like maybe they got the orgy started a little too early? Like, you know? Do people wear hooded cloaks to the orgy? I just show up. Hmm. The orgy vibe is uh, a little different every time they like to do a theme. So hooded cloaks might have been one. Okay. Hmm. I'd be into it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you didn't go to the eyes wide shut year. That was that was weird. <laughs> no, I must have skipped that one. It was weird. Okay, so Kimmy and Lily. Oh, cat. Pause for cat. <laughs> Adorable. Okay, so Kimmy and Lily, as you finally figure it out and you look out of the window, you can kind of see what's going on, but your eyes are still a little slimed and maybe you can't see the like windows all fogged up. So you just move outside and rejoin the group. You all are standing outside the greenhouse. What's the plan? Hmm. I couldn't see shit. Yeah, nothing. Actually, I did see you. You did a damn good job, girl. You still got it. Even after all these years. I saw slime. 
picking chunks off and putting it back on Kimmy. Thanks. Wonder where I left those at. <laughs> no, don't worry, I don't. I don't stain. Tempting to appreciate you didn't give us anything. Like we don't know anything more than we did like five minutes ago. Um, you know that what Wade was saying could possibly be true, and that okay. someone could easily hide and um, like sort of surprise someone at this angle. And as you are all standing there, actually running down the street towards the reanimation lab, you see a water nymph. <clears throat> His name is Hagno of the Eastward Lake. And you all know him. He's the TA, the teacher's assistant for the reanimation lab. Um, they're always working uh, with a new reagent. His knowledge of organic and magical chemistry is unparalleled on campus. They're always cleaning a pair of big round glasses flecked with his own water droplets. And there's a light sprinkling stream coming from the top of his head and rejoining his watery body at the shoulders. Mm. <clears throat> like water stream falling back. That's so cool. He's, he's got an armload of books and he's running, he's running, he's running. And you see he's wearing his casual outfit, which is a button-up shirt with a light blue tie, iron slacks, and a little gray fedora. The shirt has little beakers and test tubes on it when you look closely, and when he sits and crosses an ankle, you can see that their socks match. <laughs> I wonder why they're in such a hurry. Bender's gonna yell, what are you running for? Class just started. Ain't no running. Hagno jumps like he didn't notice you there. He's like, oh, you're all back. You're back. Yeah, we were supposed to be back like yesterday or uh, today. Of course you were. Of course you were. It's it's the third. Class starts today. Oh my gosh, I'm not ready. <laughs> You'll be fine, I promise. But why are you running? Well, you all know Professor Freakern, you know, the reanimation professor, she wanted me to grab some books from the library, and so I'm just grabbing them and bringing them back. Hey, hey, hey. Have you seen the RAs anywhere? The RAs? You mean Marie? Or, um... The ones that were planning the orgy. You're right, we're looking uh, Priscilla and Felixia. Felixia, Felixia, of course. Um, I saw them. It must have been December 24th. Yes. That's right. Long time ago. I guess well, they stayed I, on campus. I remember because it was Christmas Eve and I saw them, you know, and I was thinking, oh, it's so weird that these lonely people weren't there with their families. But then I remembered that, oh, I'm here with my lonely family. And uh, so I was working on Christmas Eve and uh, yes, it was the 24th. Well, you don't have to worry about the loneliness because they probably weren't very lonely. So that's oh. good. Well, that's good. I mean, they were together and I was all alone. So really I was thinking about myself, but you know, um, uh, I saw them on the 24th. Hmm. Where were they at on the 24th? Like where, like, where did you see them at? Oh, um, it must've been out here in the middle of campus. Oh no, it was, it was by the reanimation lab. Yes, because I remember I saw Gravalt. He left, right? And, uh, you know, you hear him creaking his little bones and, uh, you know, he left the, the reanimation lab and I was like, I'm all alone in here. And it was really nice. And then it was kind of cold. And so I decided I was going to go get some food and I picked up my books and I went outside and then I went to the library and then I saw uh, Gravalt. Actually, 
I saw Lord Gravalt, he was walking. And then I guess I saw Marie come out of the bushes and kind of peek at him and then write in a little notebook. Like she was stalking. Hmm. Oh yeah, but you know, uh, I guess they're friends. So I don't know if that's still stalking, if you're stalking your friends or maybe you have to tell them for it not to be stalking, but. Uh, oh, you can totally stalk your friends. I do it all the time. Oh, right. Of course, Bender. I've seen you doing it too. <laughs> I'm sneaky. You don't see me. Uh, yes. I don't see you. Uh, you're very right. <laughs> well, I think we need to get a peek at what's written in that book. At the mention of the word book, Hagno, like, jumps and drops all of his books immediately. He's like, oh, no, I've gotten the one wet. No. Oh, the professor will be so furious <laughs> with me. What are the titles of these books? They are smutty, filthy paperbacks with shirtless men and women and little torn bodices on them. There are four or five of them, and they all have like a little sticky note that says saved for Professor Freakern. Here, let me help you with that. And then I go to help him pick up the books. Oh, thank you so much. I just, there's so many of them. Professor Freakern reads so much, you know? Yeah, you'd know about that, right, Dom? You and him? The, the the professor. Let me post Professor Freakern to you all. Uh, professor Freakern teaches reanimation at Monsters U, and she is a frost giant. Her enormous figure imposes on any room she enters, their steps shaking the building's foundation as she ducks through doorways. She prefers a hands-off approach to teaching, and during class can be found nose deep in a paperback romance novel and is letting their teacher's aide, Hasno, handle everything. Hmm. Had no, sorry. I'm sorry, I meant Evelyn. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said yeah, you know I was that. Like, wait, <laughs> I was looking at the rumor. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you'd know about that. You, you, and you and her, Grandilda. Uh, I know about the Ronans. She's she's offered a few to me, and I've taken them. They're pretty good. But other than that. At the mention of this, Hagno's eyes go like super wide and just blushes like uh, four shades darker. Whoa, Professor's getting around. Um, no, I, I, I may have started that rumor, but I think I was wrong and I don't know and I'm sorry. Uh, Evelyn, please don't kill me. You started a rumor about me and the Professor? Well, oh. I just saw you giving her those paperback books and I made an assumption and I think I was wrong and I don't know. I just made a mistake and I'm so sorry. A girl really can't read a little erotica? Yes, but of course I thought you were giving her recommendations and I heard you talking about them and it was getting very spicy and I just, I didn't know how to react to that so I got all nervous and I just told someone about it and they assumed and I didn't tell them everything, of course, because that would be rude and I didn't want to invade your privacy and do, 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 do. he keeps going. <laughs> wait, 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 so you... Stop talking for two seconds. You thought because we were talking about spicy novels that we were flirting with each other? Um, um, yes. <laughs> Haven't you ever been flirted with? Don't you um, know what flirting is? I think so. I, I don't know. Have I? Am I? Is it happening right now? <laughs> Evelyn wow. said you have no bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Hagner does not even register that this is an insult. 
You're completely clueless. Go on with your books. Um, okay. He takes the last of the like pulpy novels from you and runs off towards the reanimation lab. <clears throat> so many rumors about me. <laughs> right? That's flattering. You're a very popular student, and you have many brothers in the school, which means people talk, and more people have info about you. <laughs> Big family, there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so <clears throat> from Hagno, you got the piece of information that on December 24th, um, Marie and Felixia were sort of stalking Gravalt. So that's what we've gathered here. Hmm. Well, anyone have any ideas on where to look next? I wistfully look up at the cathedral top and I look down at my phone and I say, I guess I could call or text Ixtal and see if he saw anything. Ooh, you have Ixtal's number? Yeah, that was before he decided he didn't want to be my lab partner. This is Ishtal. Um, he is often found motionless on the roof of the cathedral or buried in a history book in the lounge. Ishtal is an imposing figure, nearly seven foot, foot tall, and he sits motionless at his task. The only sign that he isn't a totally still statue is an intangible breeze lightly blowing through his long black hair, even in a still room. Um, so I guess I decide to call him. Okay. Bring, bring, bring. <clears throat> Hello. Hey, so it's me. I was just wondering if I could ask you a question. Oh, uh, Evelyn. Uh, yeah, what's up? I was wondering if you saw anything interesting on the first. Um, we were looking for Lord Gavalt, and I was wondering if maybe you saw him while you were on top of the cathedral. Uh, you mean the new bombs guy? Yeah, with the shiny rings. Yeah, um, listen, you better come down to the theater and I'll tell you all about it. And he hangs up. Doesn't even wait for a response. Of course he doesn't. So rude. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think we need, need to get now. information out of people. Excel study has some info. We could go down to the theater and check it out. Okay. So you I, all know the big marble theater is maybe a two minute walk from where you are. So you head that way. Can uh, I, go ahead, Kenny. Can I glance over it to where uh, we know that Lord Gravalt was? Paring down a poster. Is there no poster in that spot? Um, the old poster announcing the end of year orgy is now down, which you all attended and was wonderful. And now there is a new poster, uh, which I will post to you all. Do to do to do. It's the one that I sent you before game today. Right. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. One, one second, I'll catch up, and then I want to want to slide over there, and I want to pull this off the wall. Okay. So the poster gives the dates the school is in and out. It congratulates Chasworth and Jet for winning the student body elections. It says to please stop leaving confused humans in the library because their brains are melting. And then it says to remember to mark your calendars for the party on January 16th at 7 p.m. Pacific time, where there will be a wrestling match, a performance, and an after-hours orgy, if we get through enough content and get to that part of the game, uh, to celebrate the new semester. So I'll see you all on January 16th for the orgy, marking in your calendars. Okay, Kimmy, was there anything else you wanted to do before we move to the theater? Is there anything like on the poster that's odd, front back? Um, you see, on the corner of the poster, there's a little tear, as if somebody wearing a really big ring was like sloppily putting it up. Okay, I'll take it with. Okay, you tear it down, and let me bring you all to the theater. Okay, you enter into the theater. The theater is a small but decadent theater with big marble pillars framing the deep blue curtains drawn across the blank stage. It's an open Shakespearean style stage with a big apron which extends deep into the audience. And there is a setup for a one man show. Uh, blue velvet chairs make the viewing comfortable as you sink into them, and it smells like paint as the set pieces on stage are still drying. You can see a row of lighting in the back lowered for adjustment. And you can also see Ishtal in the corner, of course. And P. Jared Arbor. Jared is a short and intense student who's often found in the theater building. Jared loves the art of the theater and will put on a dramatic performance at the slightest invitation. He is shadowed by a, by a small beholder with two of its eye stalks holding a clipboard and pen, writing stage directions and notes. Oh my God, that's, that's P. Jared. I don't think it's showing it on the main screen, but that's a, that's a silhouette with a big nose. There he Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it nice? The nose? Yeah. It's a it's a distinguished feature. It is distinguished. You all see P. Jared up on stage, like mid-performance, giving out a Shakespearean to be or not to be kind of thing, but it's something that he's written himself. And it's very difficult to understand what's happening. Oh, Pupper. Hello, dog. Brilliant. I'm going to refresh my roll 20. It might mess up your music. Sorry. Okay, we're Can back. We Kimmy, what would happen if I try to like, you know, like playfully like shove your shoulder? Like, oh, you're blushing. Like, where where does my hand go in that? <laughs> so there is some resistance when you touch me, but with enough pressure, your hand just kind of 
plops right in. Okay. It's like, what's uh, Yeah, a little ripple, you know, falls out across the uh, the cube and it squeaks and turns to look back at Lily. <laughs> you can't see that. I don't blush. You see little anime pink lines on the slime? Yeah. The... <laughs> um, <clears throat> P. Jared takes notice of this commotion and he comes over. Um, you see leafy bark-like hair flowing out over an all-black theater ensemble, a black turtleneck and stretchy pants with soft-soled black character shoes that make that little noise as he comes over. He has a sport coat slung over his shoulder, and a copy of Fan of the Opera is conspicuously sticking out of the pocket. Oh, hi, Peter. <clears throat> oh, hey, what's up? Uh, I was just admiring your uh, addition of Shakespeare. It was it was brilliant. Oh, it's actually something I wrote myself, but thanks. Uh, you know, very Shakespearean in, in vibe and aura, and uh, I think I've really get... been working on it. Yes, I totally got it. I, You are so amazing. Oh, my God. Is that the Phantom of the Opera? Book oh, right it is. There? You noticed. Uh, I couldn't help. I just was, I was taking you in. Oh, well, it's actually an autographed copy. You know, I bought it online, so you can see the original autograph in the booking. And he, like, takes it out and shows it to you. Amazing. That is incredible. True, truly a work of art right there. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> and the book's cool, too, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and you see him, like, his nose growing a little bit as he's looking embarrassed. He is like so happy to have the attention though. So he's like kind of handing it up and hoping the rest of you join in. Like, ha ha ha, I worked so hard to get it. You know, it was expensive on eBay or eMonster. eMonster. Hey, are you like, are you like teaching? Are you like, <laughs> sorry, my cat just did parkour across my desk. Um, are you, are you teaching Ixtal over there? Some of your, uh, you know, better poems? Oh, Ishtal is my audience. You always need somebody to be witnessing. Look over and Ishtal hasn't actually moved since you came inside. He's just sort of sitting there, stoic, staring over the audience. Definitely not looking at P. Jared. <laughs> you know, tough crowd, for sure. Yes, well, he's seen it before. Uh, he's here all the time. I don't know. It's weird. Ishtal! No reaction. He's focused. <laughs> anyway, well, I must be off. I need some tea for my actor's throat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, how did uh, the the winter vacation go? Did you, uh, did you practice your lines, or did you give yourself a rest when you went home? Oh, I don't know. Home is a complicated thing for some of us. Of course it is. I'm so, of course, of course you, uh, yeah. He's like absolutely hamming it up and like hoping that you will ask him about how his troubled home life is. <laughs> you know, if you, if you need, uh, you know, a shoulder to cry on, I, I have six sides. Oh, um. Yeah, maybe I'll come see you after my performance tonight. Oh my God, really? Uh, I'm yes. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be watching you from, from the crowd. Oh, of course. Well, 
come say hello in the green room after. I mean, I have to clear out about five minutes later because uh, they save it for the, you know, the star of the show. But I'll be in the green room for about five minutes after the performance. I'll be there. Ender's going to, like, elbow the uh, the uh, rest of the group and just, like, make gestures, just crew. <laughs> P. Jared, I'm not really sure how slimes work, so just... <laughs> P. Jared's nose gets a little bit bigger and he like flings the sport coat uh, dramatically over and he's like, well, I wouldn't want anyone else to talk about us. And he like leans in to give you a little kiss on the cheek. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a head and, and cheek is produced. And we do the little mwah, mwah. Oh, Well, I'll see you later, darling. He like struts out. Mm. Incredible! Just it, he is an inspiration to everyone here in the theater department. I, <laughs> I just hope someday, so you know, everyone can see his true artistry. <laughs> mm. it sounds like the theater's having an effect on you. It doesn't have an effect on you. I feel the arts in here; they permeate my slime. <laughs> Artistry aside, perhaps you should have asked him about if he's seen any of our missing people. <laughs> Peter's not a suspect. Yeah, that's right. Didn't someone say he was not here during the break? That's true. Wade did say that. Talk to Ishtal, right? Is that who yeah. it was? Okay. Apparently Ishtal he's here all the time. Completely stone-faced in the corner. Okay, I see what so, you did there. <laughs> I take a deep, long breath, and I decide to walk up to Ixchel. Okay, you get a little closer, and you can see what he's wearing. It's a shifting, silvery shirt that looks like liquid metal. And when you get a little closer, you can see it's really fine chainmail. There's like a little tinkle of the rings on his gray stone skin as the wind like moves around. He wears tight black jeans and like leather punk boots. His long black hair is doing a dramatic flow in the wind that doesn't exist around his horns, which sprout from the sides of his head. And they're carved in like a deep gray rock. I take another deep breath and try to still myself. And then I go, hey, Ishtong. You see him spring to life. His like head and body moves towards you and his little chainmail shirt goes tink, 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 tink. Oh, <clears throat> Evelyn, oh, is, is PJ here still? No, I think he left. Good, good. Uh, <clears throat> he, he doesn't think you can talk to me when I'm like that. That's probably a good defense mechanism. He seems to like to talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. You gotta protect your energy around here, you know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, you said that you might have some information about uh, Lord Gavalt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was here on January 1st, you know, the first day of the year, I figured I'd started out, you know, with some good cathedral sitting, some architectural admiration, a little stillness, you know, kind of my vibe. And uh, I was sitting on the top of the cathedral and I saw um, Felixia's got that fancy Rolls Royce. I saw it roll out of town and the trunk was open. I don't know. 
thought I saw somebody in it. And I was like, no, it can't be. So I flew down a little closer and I saw a bony leg with one of those fancy shoes sticking out. Oh my gosh, did you see anything else? Did you see which direction she was going? Um, yeah, she was driving off campus and there was someone else in the front seat, but I couldn't really tell who. And at this point, I didn't want to get involved. I don't know, do, should we tell someone? Is something gone wrong? That just seemed a little suspicious. Maybe you should have said something earlier. Yeah, I don't know. I just, then I'd have to talk to someone. I wasn't really sure what I should do or who that should be. I don't want to get anywhere in trouble, you know. I know you really don't like talking to people, but maybe this would have been a good time to do it. But at least we have the information now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Evelyn. Uh, I'm telling you now, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to know? Yeah, you said you're into architectural stuff. That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, why don't I take you up to the cathedral? You can see it. That'd be kind of nice. You can hear Ishtal's voice, like, getting sore as he, like, doesn't ever talk this much and is, like, super nervous. He, like, kind of looks around. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, 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 wait, I'll text you tonight. That sounds great. Okay, tonight. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see you later, goodbye. And he like flies out of the place. It's impressive. You've never seen someone who weighs more than a thousand pounds flying. Yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed by him. <laughs> Um, okay, was the group with me when I heard all this? Or do I have to go back and tell them? Um, I think Ishtal probably wouldn't have been so forthright if the rest of the group was there. This this info just dropped to you. So um, he, I forgot to tell you, the time. It was about noon on January 1st. Okay. Um, so I go back to the group and tell them what he told me. Okay, so you get the info that Ishtal saw... Um, a Rolls Royce, a fancy one that you all know belongs to our uh, sinful RA, Felixia, um, the fawn, and that there was a skeletal leg with a fancy leather and ruby shoe coming out of the back. When you say coming out of the back, you mean stepping out of the passenger seats, right? Trunk. Trunk? And he didn't say anything? <laughs> Ishtal did not see the skeletal leg move. He's a little shy. You have to you have to give him some credit. <laughs> I well, guess at least we know now. I think this is getting serious, y'all. Yeah, I feel like this is getting out of hand. Although I'm, I'm glad he didn't tell anybody. We can't have the orgy ending and all this on my first day as president. It seems like bad energy to be having an orgy through though, so we like really gotta find them. That's true. It's gonna completely ruin the fight. Well, as you all know, the most important thing at Monsters University is the vibe at the orgies. You must get this sorted out. <laughs> I'm not canceling this thing. So we're going to find him alive and well. We're going to find our RAs alive and well. 
and we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. Well, if, if it all goes bad, it'll be on your head. Exactly. Yeah. It's your fault. You. We yeah. we elected you, so you could take the blame. Hmm. I like this. I didn't elect him. I forgot to vote. You forgot to vote? I'm brain dead sometimes. <laughs> I would have voted for you if I remembered. <laughs> well, I guess that counts for something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't vote either, but I... I just don't want to say it at the beginning, you know, uh, but now that it, you know, I wasn't the only one. It's just that the paper gets stuck to me. And it's, you ever heard of a hanging, Chad? You know, I've been meaning to talk to them about some more accessibility. Yeah, mine's pretty sloppy, so. Everyone knows that the student voting doesn't actually matter. It's just to make, you know, the rich kids feel good. No offense, Chaz. <laughs> yeah, no offense, Chaz. <sighs> <laughs> totally voted for you. <laughs> Lily, don't even try. I'm glad someone here did. <laughs> you know that those hours were not during your sleeping time. Your, your circadian rhythm is fucked harder than any of us here. So much time at night at the cemetery and like I can't help it. Hmm. You all would know, often seen at the cemetery is Professor... Julian Ayard, who and teaches English. By the way, he apparently was here during break. So it's true, you did hear Professor Ayard was here during break. Um, he's an enigmatic and reclusive man, often found after midnight wandering the cemetery and reciting his favorite poetry or in his cluttered office. I think he has office hours, so we could try to go check. I could totally talk. Hmm. Yeah, why don't we do that? Sounds like a good lead as any. This is what it looks like when somebody wants to bone the teacher. I should have known. Sorry, Evelyn. <laughs> oh? Lily, I didn't say anything this time. You're just being super obvious. <laughs> okay, Lily, can you roll me a uh, flight? Actually, let's do flirt for this one. Okay. Where is my... Oh my god, I have so many... Where's my little window? My little me. If you double-click the name of the person, it'll minimize. So you can like have a bunch of them open that way. Oh, sorry. Uh, flirt. There we go. Okay, only an eight. But you do know that uh, Professor Ayard is not often seen during daylight hours. You're not exactly sure when that starts or, you know, where you'd be able to find him during daylight hours. But you know that he probably won't be in his office then. I can check the cemetery later, you guys. You have to cover for me if I'm late. Do you want us to, like, join you? Actually, yeah. I get right. kind of nervous and I need my support goop. I got you. I'll be your support goop. <laughs> hey. Beautiful. 
Okay, <clears throat> so you all heard a lot of people were still on campus. Um, you heard that Jet was still on campus. Um, you heard that Professor Freakern was still on campus. You heard that Ann Pluma, the janitor, was still on campus. Um, actually, I think that's about it. Oh, wait, uh, Sarah too, right? Yeah. Sarah also. Okay, yes. Yep. Yep. I wrote down Sarah, Jet, Professor Finkel. Professor Freakern. That's the frost giant. Freakern. Professor we thought that Freakern. everyone was dating. Allard. Finkelmeyer was here. Right? Finkelmeyer was also here, yes. And uh, David and Jeremy. Everyone's eyes moved to Chadsworth as people say that Professor Finkelmeyer was here. <laughs> <laughs> nothing get nothing slides past me, Chadsworth. Well, I didn't know my dad was back in town. That's weird. Chaz, you would know that your dad would never leave the reanimation lab and might not be a helpful witness. <laughs> but he might know something. Well, I figure it's a waste of time. He never comes out of there. Well, we did we did hear that Lord Gravalt had left the reanimation office to head towards the library. <laughs> Okay, do you all want to pursue this and go check out Professor Finkelmeyer's office? Let's do it. Okay, yeah. one second. As I take you all to the reanimation lab. Oh, wait, that's not the button for you to come. You need help finding that button? I got you. I'll tell you what it is. Got it. <clears throat> Here you are in the lab. You walk downstairs and uh, you see there's like the reanimation lab that the students get to use. And then there's like a basement and you walk down the stairs and it's a spiral staircase, marble steps going down and down and down and down and down. You hear Lily's little heels going click, 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 click as you all walk downstairs. It is uh, interminably long. You spend five minutes, 10 hours, you're not sure. And then you arrive in the reanimation lab below. There is, hang on just a second. Okay, the lab is large with long steel slab desks and overhead lighting. The smell of formaldehyde hits you as a, a wall when you come inside and you see jars of preserved specimens live and wriggling in the wall. There's a locked small room in the back with access to more dangerous chemicals. And in the center of the room is an enormous desk of stone steel, stone steel, steel, like industrial steel. Uh, and there's a little laptop and you see a mad scientist, wild white hair, little lab gloves, a full lab coat. He's like typing frantically away. I think you better handle this one. I don't think your dad likes me too much. Got a problem with my dad. <laughs> no, I think he's got a problem with me. <laughs> Looks at me weird, like I'm a, like a vial or something. Well, that's how he looks at everybody he finds interesting. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. 
The professor does not look up. He's furiously typing with his little rubber gloves on. Uh, Chaz is going to walk up and, you know, tap on the desk a little bit. Hey, old man. Ah, Finkelmeyer's monster. Hello, hello. Chasworth? Uh, Chasworth is fine. You don't have to call me Finkelmeyer's monster. Yes, yes, I know. You prefer that. Chaz. I have my own name. Can I help you? What are you doing in my office, son? I don't think you'll be very much help. But my friends want to know if you've seen any of the RAs we've been looking for. The RAs? Who are the RAs this century? Oh, you know, Felixia and Drusilla. Ah, ah, Marie, you mean? Yes. I knew her father, of course. Of course. Like, type some more notes frantically. Oh, yes, you asked me a question. They're missing. Have I seen them? Hmm. Well, I suppose I was working in the lab, and I saw... Oh, who is that new undead that's been walking around? Some lord, something or other. I don't know. Everyone's paying attention to him. But I saw them shadow him. That seems about right. That's what we've been seeing lots of people say. You see anything interesting? Well, I saw Felixia for once in her life taking some notes. It was interesting. Ah, and I noticed that, you know, they were staring at the Lord a lot. I don't know what they're studying. His undeath seems pretty interesting. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to talk to them about it because when I walked over, they ran away. Strange. I know. I never thought I'd see Felixia in here. You'd think she has better things to do. A bacchanalia to organize or something. Hmm. That's true. There's supposed to be an orgy she's supposed to be working on. That's kind of why we're trying to find them. Ah, yes, yes. The school is quite busy with these new orgies that they've been organizing for the last few centuries. I don't know. I miss the old times where we used to go to school for school. <laughs> Okay, 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 then. Yeah. I'll leave okay. you to your, your business. He goes back to typing. I had to come to school to study? Oh, I don't make it. How boring. I'd become undead within the first semester. Professor Finkelmeyer stands up, throws his laptop across the room, and says, Eureka! I've solved it! Everyone get out! Get out! I must do an experiment. <laughs> Why the fuck out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, you all move upstairs to the student portion of the laboratory, and uh, it takes you 10 minutes, 10 hours, 13 days. You're not sure. Suddenly you're back above, and it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> well, he didn't see anything a whole lot interesting. Just um, saw them falling Lord Gravolti around, too. And something about a notebook, right? No, he didn't mention it. He did mention it. He did mention that Felixia had been taking notes, which is pretty unusual for them. I thought somebody else said they were like taking notes too. Yes, so you also Wade? heard that Wade, yeah, said that they were taking notes on the Lord. Well, not Wade, it was the TPA assistant. Oh, Wade yes. was the merman. Yeah, who was the water nymph said something about a note. It was Hagno. Hagno, right. the water nymph. Yeah, T.A. for Filkern. 
So everyone is stalking this guy. What, what does he have other than the rings? I don't get it. What is he a lord of? Maybe it's, maybe it's just the rings. Ah, oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing over there, Lily. <laughs> well, stalking and kidnapping, they took him in his tr in their trunk and mm. took him away. All right, let's not jump to kink shaming just yet. We <laughs> you need to find this notebook. That's true. It could have been as. They are starting the orgy without us. That's what it is. I think <laughs> if we find the notebook, we'll we'll find the deets that they didn't give us. The kidnapping is the theme this time. Get it? Oh, that's bold. That's bold. Bold not telling anybody. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they'll just jump out of the shadows and take you, and that's how you that's how you get in. <laughs> That would be an interesting way to go. I think, look, if that's the case, we definitely need to find this notebook because it's it's got to have like the secret code phrase or whatever that like tells them you're ready to get took. <laughs> I got to figure out that phrase. Exactly. We got to find this notebook. Okay. And with that, uh, we've been running for about an hour and a half. You all want to take a quick fiver? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, cool. Ricky, can you bring us to the pause screen? Okay, hello, and welcome back to Monsters University, where we are horny monsters solving a tabletop role-playing mystery game in my little homebrew universe. And uh, we had just found out, let's see, where were we? <clears throat> you guys were talking to Professor... Finkelmeyer. Professor Finkelmeyer, who had told you all that Felixia had been taking notes on Lord Gravalt's movements throughout the week. Mm. He said he had seen them on December 30th. Mm. So just after Christmas, but before everyone was back from Christmas break. The students didn't come back until January 3rd, today. What's that, Lily? What was that last thing you said? The students came back on January 3rd, today. Oh. This is the day you all arrived back on campus. Some students, some older students, some RAs, some teachers assistants and stuff were still on campus. Okay, does anyone have a direction they want to take? Or does somebody have something that they want to maybe roll uh, a roll about? I think should we go talk to Sarah or should we try to get a clue? We could go talk to Sarah. Anne was supposedly here. Maybe. Okay. At the very least, you know, Anne would have cleaned up whatever happened. That's true, that's true. You all do know that Anne Pluma is the janitor here. Yes, and she loves the gossip too, so. Then Anne's probably the one to, to go talk to. Let's do it. Okay, you all know that Anne's office is in 
a corner of the library. So I'm gonna take you all to the library. Thing in the general chat of the Discord, is that gonna be visible on stream? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I have to go look at what you post. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we move to the library. Walls and walls of books create a labyrinthian maze. You could get lost in here. The library is enormous. The arched ceiling seems to go on forever into the back. There's no back wall. And you hear a little book fluttering and scraping as books are opened and read and glimpses of library ladders sliding by themselves, seemingly sorting books back onto the shelves. Um, you happen to know that the library ladders uh, will bring you a book if you request it from them. Um, you see a few of them rolling around unaided and the smell of ink and knowledge settles into your clothes as you sit, that musty, like inky book smell. Hmm. In the library, you also see up in a corner, uh, sitting by himself, David Lycandra, Evelyn's brother. And if you'd like, you can go around the corner towards Anne Pluma's office. Is that your brother up there? That is. Why didn't he answer my text? Must have had his phone on silent, I guess. You can see... Oh, can I go up to my brother? Yeah. <clears throat> you see David absolutely immersed in the book he is reading, like completely unaware of the outside world. His phone is on his backpack over on the other side of the table. And he's like, he doesn't even see you coming up. David. David. David jumps. And you see him <clears throat> in his beastly form. Uh, hairy arms and chest covered with a comfy t-shirt with a brick wall painted on it. His khaki shorts have a little plum bob and ruler sticking out of the pocket. And he always carries this big laptop bag with pads of paper and a high-powered drafting computer and all sorts of other little architectural doodads in it. And he jumps and turns around and is like, oh, Evelyn, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing? <clears throat> what, what am I doing? <clears throat> I'm, I'm reading. I... Look, I, I got a recommendation from somebody about this book, and I can't really tell you who it's from, but uh, it's really good. I'll give it to you when I'm done. Who is it a romance? Um, and David turns three shades darker again, and he turns it around, <laughs> and you can see a little shirtless man, and it says, like, uh, I don't know, Flight of the Wench, part two. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. At least the first one was. <laughs> Listen, okay, somebody gave it to me and it's really good. And uh, it's got, I mean, I'm reading it for the plot, of course. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the plot is real thick. It's, uh, it's so thick. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I have the first one over here. Here, and he pulls it out of his bag and hands you Flight of the Wench, part one. <laughs> I take the book from him and put it in my bag. <laughs> oh, he, like, pulls out his phone from his backpack. He's like, oh, you texted me. Uh, Okay, um, you're asking me if I'd seen any of the RAs? 
Yeah, have you seen any of them around? We're kind of looking for them. Oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I saw Felixia and Marie. And actually, I saw the Lord. They were all, you know, uh, well, <clears throat> I, I saw them. That's all. When did you see them? Uh, when was it? Hang on, hang on. It must have been, it was like right after everyone left, maybe December 22nd. Uh, that was the first quiet day on campus. I really enjoyed that. You know, I was just up in the library by myself reading. And you haven't seen them since? Well, no, but oh, I don't know if I should tell you this. I don't know. What is it? What's wrong? Well, they were just having a very private conversation that I overheard, and I don't know. Was it a dirty conversation? I mean, he turns blushing again. <laughs> It's okay, you could tell me. There's nothing in between pack mates. Yeah, okay. Um <clears throat> yeah, I heard them, you know, talking about, you know, uh a little scene that they were gonna do together. Oh, did it involve kidnapping or what? stopping? How did you know? How did you know all this? What I didn't tell anyone. Uh just a lucky guess, I guess. Damn, you're good. Alright, Evelyn, what's up? Um, I tell him about what Ishtar told me. Ah, uh, you know, things are making a lot of sense now. We got that weird call out to the mansion, too. They took that car over to the mansion? We got a weird call, uh, you know, to the family business. I, uh, it was from Anne. I'm not really sure why she would have done that. I don't know. Okay, okay. Let me tell you, it must have been January 1st. And he pulls up his phone and looks at his phone records. And he says it was about 1230 uh, in the afternoon. Anne called me and was asking for, you know, our brother's number to, you know, get something built. And I asked where, and she said down at the mansion. And I didn't really understand, but, you know, I gave it to her. You know, my brothers need business. That's great. So you didn't get any other information about what she was building? No, she was being real cryptic about it. I don't know. Kept talking about how it was something that would be good for the Lord and how, uh, you know, Lord Gravalt would really be uh, satisfied when we finished it. Oh, man. That makes a lot more sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of starting to come together. Um, yeah, that was at, uh, Anne called me at 1230. Okay, and 12 o'clock is about the time that they saw him go into the car, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Did you go sniff around? Maybe see if you could figure out where they went? Uh, I mean, they had to take him to the car somewhere. Maybe you could find something in the parking lot or you could go talk to Anne too. She might be in her office. Yeah, we haven't made it to the parking lot yet. We're kind of looking around for a notebook. Did you see any of them with a notebook on them? Uh, no, but I did hear them talking about, like, you know, sort of an extended scene. Like, I guess Lord Grinald, uh, Grinald, excuse me, uh, was really interested in, like, uh, exploring his undeath and, like, what the limits of that were. And, like, uh, I don't know, they were going to take some notes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll go talk to Anne. Okay, yeah. Let me know what happens. And he, like, straight back into the book. <laughs>
All right, I'll see you, David. Yeah, yeah, see ya. <clears throat> so I walk back over to the group and tell them what my brother just told me. Okay, so you all learned that David Lacandra got a call from Anne Pluma at 12.30 p.m. January 1st, asking about uh, building something. Working something up, as they say. <laughs> so the old Bones was into it. Mm. He was, he was. What kind of crazy contraptions they were building. This is going to be the best orgy ever. We got to go talk to Anne. <laughs> okay, so you all moved down the hallway in the library into a very, very, very full office. There are boxes and boxes, and they all have little labels, handwritten in Sharpie, and they say things like, stay warm, we love you, all sorts of like nice little messages, and they're just full to bursting with mittens. And you enter the office... And you hear, oops, hang on. Hopefully the stream can also hear this, but there is like metal music so loud that you can't hear anything. And <laughs> Anne is just like bobbing her little head and like knitting. She's got knitting needles going. Let me post you Anne what they look like. Like Anne's the best character ever. We, we all love her, right? Love Anne. We do anything. We kill anyone for Anne. Yes. Anne is the janitor for Monsters University. They're uniquely qualified because they can banish to the nether realm. So cleaning messes is really easy. They love knitting handmade mittens and scarves and are often found in their office blasting loud music and clack clacking away with the knitting needles. They've got big black harpy wings coming out of the back of their little janitor uniform. They are literally the best. Yeah. Anne does not notice you come in. Anne is like knitting and like jamming and like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you rock and knit like that though. <laughs> Just be like this. Yeah. <laughs> you slime her, you slime Anne a little bit? Yeah. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to, Roll in and then pop up into a humanoid form and fill out the the sweatshirt. And then I'll scoop up some mittens and try them on and headbang as I put a little beanie on. And uh, just kind of get Anne's attention somehow. Okay, you like dance into the room and you're jamming mm -hmm. and Anne's jamming. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like pauses, turns off the music over there so that you can hear them. Nice. Hey, what's up? Bunch of hosers coming to my office in here. What's going on? Come to see our favorite janitor. Oh, I bet you are, don't you know? Uh, hey, you, you look cold. Here, take a little hoodie. Get some mittens on. <clears throat> Chazworth, you need a scarf. Come over here. <laughs> yeah, Chaz, you need a scarf. Don't get it caught in my bolts. Right, right. Uh, here's a very thin one. You can wrap that how you like. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So, what can I do for you? Were you here over the uh, winter break? Oh, you betcha I was. How'd that go? Oh, it was an exciting one. You know, monsters, people all over doing weird stuff. But, uh, you know, that's usual around here. Uh, a lot of cleanup. 
they keep leaving these little humans in here and they can't handle the library. <laughs> I heard, I heard. And I'll show the poster. Oh, yeah, brains everywhere. It was real messy. <laughs> do, do you have any any of those brains on hand? Oh, you know I saved them just for you. And there's like a little Tupperware container that she pulls out of the fridge and hands over. Oh, my God. This is why we love And them. I love you. Oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, you know I was thinking about you, Bender. Uh... When you were when you were cleaning up, was there anything interesting that you found? Like anything that stands out? Oh yeah. I mean I found all sorts of things, but maybe this one's the most disgusting. And she like picks up a little shoe and it's like a black fancy patent leather. And you can see like on the eyelets there's little rubies like encrusting the thing. That's a really nice shoe. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Someone's going to be coming back looking for this, so I thought I'd put it in my office and keep it real safe, you know? You're telling me no one's come back looking for that shoe? No, nobody. Who's walking around with one ruby-encrusted shoe? Oh, I don't know. Who would wear a shoe like this? It's it's uh, so fancy. Hmm. Uh, bone bag had one. Uh, the Lord. Bone bag. Oh, the Lord. Oh, well... I don't imagine he'll be coming back for it anytime soon, so you can keep it. Here you go. Why don't you imagine he'll be coming back anytime soon? Oh, did you not know? He did some weird stuff in town this uh, this week. Well, do tell him. Oh, well, uh, I wouldn't want to offer you everything, you know. Mm. What did you all figure out, you know? It's a fun little mystery to solve, and uh, I saw you around being detectives and all. You know, I'm flying around over the over the campus. I saw you, you know, recreating what they was doing, doing all sorts of things around there. Tell me what you found. What you found? <laughs> um, well, it appears that uh, the Lord was being stalked as he was getting ready for the orgy, and um, he's possibly kidnapped. Oh, yeah, he's been kidnapped, and much more than that, he's, you know, I saw Marie come out behind him, and she snapped his neck right off, pulled his head right off, and uh, dragged him over to the core. Oh, grim. I know, I know, I was real worried, and I thought, you know, maybe Marie doesn't know, uh, you know, what he is or anything. <laughs> hmm. Would that kill him? Oh, you know, death is a little more complicated than that for somebody like him, you know. I shouldn't be telling everyone this, but I guess it's you. You know, you won't tell anyone, right? I don't even have lips. Of course you don't, sweetheart. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, I guess he's a lich. Ooh, that is juicy. It is. Do you all know what happens to a lich when they die? What happens to a lich when they die? Oh, well, they get another chance. The only way to really kill a lich is by hurting the phylactery, you know. That's where they keep their soul and all the good parts of themselves, you know. Hmm. But then they die and they uh, resurrect, you know. Sometimes it takes a few days. It's hot on a lich's body, you know. You got to take care of yourself, hydrate and all. And I don't, think the, I don't know if the Lord is doing that kind of stuff. He looks a little uh, skinny. Hmm. I've been saying the same thing, Anne. I know, I know. I 
tried to make him a casserole and everything, but he told me no. My God. Have you seen Lord Grivald's phylactery? Have I seen it? No, of course not. But, you know, here's what happened. After I saw Marie snapping his neck, I was like, you know, these girls, they must be after his money. So, uh, you know what I did? I called up the Lycandra brothers. Oh, Evelyn, you probably know about this, right? I called them up and I says, hey, uh, you know, they're probably going over to that mansion over there. Can you just bring them up in there? I want to see what happens. You called my brothers and said that? Oh, yeah. I know, uh, you know, if he's a lich and all, he'll be coming back and uh, he'll uh, deal with them himself, I'm sure. There's no need to involve the magic police or anything. Just trap him in there with his angry, riled up, freshly made body, and it'll sort itself all out. They'll come back to school. It'll all be like it never happened. You know, monsters fight. It's true, but maybe we should take a look just to make sure everything's fine. Oh, are they not back at school today? No, not yet. Yeah, we were looking for him, actually. Oh, well, you want to go down to the old uh, haunted house down at the end of the mansion. I guess we will. Yeah, yeah, that's where they've been birthed up, you know. Uh, I'm sure if you call your brothers, they can tell you all about it. Evelyn. Okay. <clears throat> I can call them. Okay. Got to so pull all... on the construction strings. You, you all learned from Anne. You got the shoe. Uh, Lord Grivald's shoe, and if you look inside, there's a little toe bone still in there. Are there any rings on the toe bone? No rings on the toe bone. The rumors are false. Damn. Okay, so we got about two minutes left for the stream, I think. So uh, maybe next time you all go to the mansion and see what went down over on that end. Yep, and we still got to go to the graveyard, too. To the yeah. graveyard? We got no. leads. You solved the mystery. You found out what happened. And it was a horny scene. <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. I love it. I'm so glad you all had fun. It's so much fun. fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, I so really the roll 20 app too. Isn't it great? I love it. It's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, as we do a little outro, does everyone want to introduce yourself? Maybe say a safe for work link that you have or that people can Google you to find more about you if they would like that. I don't know what we can say on Twitch. Um, but yeah, uh, Div, go ahead. Hi, I'm Divbug. Uh, Divbug on Twitch. I was uh, in the chat a tiny bit there. Hi, guys. I recognize some folks. Um, yeah, uh, thanks, guys, for hanging out. That was awesome. All right, cool. That was Bender Divbug. Uh, Dominique. Dominique Delirium. And if you want, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Dominique Delirium. You can visit my website, DominiqueDelirium.com. Um, I don't know if it's exactly safe for work. There's not like any crazy hardcore stuff on there, but just be cautious. But thanks for coming and joining us today. Cool. Uh, Cassie, Kimmy. Hey, I'm Cassie Cummings. You can follow me on Twitter at Cass Cummings XXX or go to CassieCummings.fans for, awesome. for fun loot stuff. Okay, Violet. Tober, I stream here on Twitch under the name Happy Lil Strawberry, like L-I-L. Uh, if you want to see the 
the spicy type things, I'm on Twitter at Violet October. But yeah. Okay, cool. Ricky. Uh, I'm Ricky XXX Rails. You can find me on Twitter at the same stuff, you know, and uh, just Google me. All right, cool. And I'm Jane Judge. You can Google me or whatever. <laughs> Thanks for playing this weird horny monsters game. We finished at two hours on the dot. We will be back on January 16th for the orgy and the party and the wrestling match and the performance. So you don't want to miss that performance, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I don't know how to end it, so bye. Oh, let's Bye, do another. Let's do another evil Bye. monster laugh to send yeah. him out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>